Hi, friends. I'm Chandra Sanchez. And I'm Misha Lazera. And you're listening to Bandwives. Uh, as you can see, I'm in the most terrifying room of all time. It's fascinating is what it is. So we have jackhammering again happening outside of my office, and I retreated to Atlas's underbed lair, his little office where he has more artwork than space. <laughs> so, um, it's intense. It's really cute. I see. So that's his raised bed, and he has his desk down there. Yes. Oh, it's really cute. It's the one place that I let him just do whatever he wants. Oh, I love that waving Dunkin' Donuts flag. <laughs> That's a banner that we attach to the styrofoam plane that we've been getting stuck in every tree in New York City. Fun. Dunkin', you're, you're nailing your advertising. You got my son. <laughs> he doesn't even like donuts. That reminds me of Ben Affleck. There's like always photos of him with his giant Dunkin'. I don't know why. I know this. They're my favorite photos ever the one where he's got the cigarette in his mouth and 10 coffees and just looks defeated yeah he's he's got that haggard look really it's funny it's almost like a, an act i mean it maybe really he's just is. acting that haggardness for the photo for the paparazzi seems like he's had a, a rough couple of years although i look at his life and i think you know how could it be that bad we're yeah. all we're all ben affleck <laughs> i am today <laughs> you look so cute. What's your sweater? Oh. oh, the War on Drugs. God, I love that band so much. Yeah, it's a really cozy sweater and a great band. So how's how's it going over there? Everything's really good. We're, um, you know, today we go to the city for our, our little night out, but I'm totally scrambling because I'm not packed. No idea what's going on in my life. Boiling chicken for the dog. I mean, it's surreal. It's real. It's real. Bless you are such a good dog foster. And I've ruined her, I think, for her adoptive family because she's like, I don't like these hard pellets. So I made her a broth and then I boil her chicken every day. It's it's something. Wow. You're going to have to write them a letter and be like, this is how I feed her. And they'll get the letter and throw it away. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Do you have Netflix? She likes to watch. You know. <laughs> the Great British Bake Off. Yeah, it's a great day. The Stop raining finally. Excited for the weekend. I feel like reinvigorated in a weird way now that it's October. And yeah. Next weekend, we actually go upstate. We do every year, we do this huge like pumpkin carving event with all of our friends and their kids. Oh. Yeah. And the boys will be gone this year, which is a drag, but we'll still, we're still going to do it. Oh, fun. Yeah. What about you? Um, yeah. It's Friday when we're recording. Yay. <laughs> to those who might be listening to this on Friday. If it's not Friday yet for you, just know that it's coming. So <laughs> yeah, it's a good day. Adam's been gone for a while. So that pick up and drop off situation does get to me after a while. But you know, I got my playlist. I got my podcasts. Oh. And I'm looking forward to the weekend. Asa went with me to Trader Joe's yesterday. 
So they don't, I normally just Instacart. I don't really go to the stores, but we just happen to be by the Trader Joe's that's outside of the city. So it's really easy to park at. The one in inside of Charlotte is that it's like a nightmare. You're just circling, you know, you know the thing. Yes. And so this one is really easy. It's suburban. And so he was hilarious. He's just throwing stuff in the car. And every time I turn around, <laughs> you know, he has probably hasn't been to a grocery store in years. So that was hilarious. And then I, now I told Adam, you got to bring him to the store and see if you do any better telling that kid no, because I (laughs) did not. (laughs) It's chaos. And so that was fun. That's about it. That's what I got going on. I love Trader Joe's and I also throw everything in the cart. (laughs) Yeah. That's my life right now. I got some kids' birthday parties this weekend. Is it a drop-off situation or? No, no. No. Well, it's okay because actually... It's in our friend group. So the baby's only turning one. Sweet. Yeah. So it's like adult hang just as much as the kid hang. One days. I miss them. I barely remember. Really? I'll see photos sometimes and I think, God, I wish that I would have known genuinely. And everyone says, oh, go so fast. Mm -hmm. And you're like, fuck right off. I'm so tired, you know. Mm -hmm. But now I wish that I had listened a little more and just worried less. And I wish I would have just had eaten him. Like a lot, like eating his legs and chewed on him all the time. <laughs> I know. And inhaled him and bottled it because it's, eight's been really fun, honestly. He's just like so much fun right now, but it's a different, it's like you see them slowly slipping away. Adam's better at what you're saying than I am because I feel it's still hard for me. Sylvie's four. So maybe when she's a little older, I will really want this, these times back, but it's, yeah. this is not You're where I'm still I, living it. Yeah. I don't feel like I was made for this. <laughs> and four is hard. It's Nobody hard. talks about how four, four for us was really the hardest. I mean, the, like two was great. Three was great. Four. Oh, my God. Oh. What they call it? Fornito? It's oppositional constantly. <laughs> and I love her so much. And I don't really want her to grow up. You know what I mean? I, it's not that because she's so adorable and cute. But I, I feel physically emotionally and spiritually exhausted mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you could just keep them tiny but have them learn how to be reasonable yes <laughs> yeah great. i mean i yeah it's all great and i i mean i could live this forever they're the age is cute and it's fine and it's it's a hard it's a hard balance this age with life yeah I know, especially when you're going through the morning, the morning uh, throwdowns with the clothing choices. All alone. That's it. I picked the best outfit today. She was so stoked. It was perfect. Oh I got the kitty jeans, the big puffy dress, the Twilight Sparkle hoodie. I knocked it out. And there was no arguing today. Oh, our babysitter walked out of the house this morning wearing this like flowing ruffled clay colored dress, this cotton dress. And I was like, oh, Sylvie would like that. <laughs> on brand for her oh my gosh that's adorable so sometimes we're gonna go off the rails a little bit but this week we have some question stockpiled we thought we might hit one again do you have any ideas which one it's gonna be what do you think i mean i'm really excited because we had four potentials but i think since you're so busy and you've got a lot going on we'll go with the one that we discussed and i'll read it right now all right let's do it in what ways have tours or extended time apart positively impacted your marriage ah this one i mean in all the ways really Mm -hmm. it's um so i feel like i'm not good at being alone i was thinking about abigail yesterday and like how she she was saying she craves this like alone time and the solitude 
Um, and I do, but I also, I think I was so used to being around people all the time. And to me, love and relationships always meant just like physical closeness. So at the beginning, I really struggled with that. And over the years, being forced to be apart has made me grow up in so many ways to recognize that that's good for a relationship and allowed me to kind of thrive and do things I needed to do, even if I didn't want to do them at the time alone. <laughs> that, I mean, would be the biggest one that jumps out at me is just being forced to discover who you are, you know, on your own time, even if it, you hate it. Just having that autonomy. Um, and then in other ways, things like like missing each other. You know, you really do take for granted somebody who's around all the time. It could be your best friend in the world, somebody that you admire and adore. It's really challenging to remember every day to wake up and say, God, I have to be grateful for this person because there are daily things that are not romantic and are not glamorous and kind of suck. And so it's easy to get, you know, to slide into that negative headspace and be like, oh, life can be so draining. And look, we're just here and doing this and going through the motions. So sometimes when you break those motions up, it just changes everything. And I think for people who don't have partners who are on the road, you can easily take those lessons spending a night away, you know, going out for dinner by yourself, doing something that maybe doesn't feel, it feels counterintuitive to building a relationship, but I think can really feed back into caring about somebody and, and being grateful that they're around. Yeah, 100%. I could go off so much of what you said. I think I hear a lot of bandwives say uh, absence makes the heart grow fonder, you know, and it's a lot to take on with children, especially when your partner's gone. And so when they do come back, it's such a relief and you realize how much you've built a partnership and how much you rely on them. But in a way, like you said, that you can also be independent and you can manage the shit, you know, but also when they're home, then you're like, oh, we have a wonderful partnership and I don't want to take it for granted. And I don't want to take what he does here for granted. And then another thing I was thinking of too, was one of the ways that it's impacted our marriage is that Adam loves to perform and he loves to be on the road. And when he couldn't do it during COVID, it was really hard for him because it's such a big part of who he is. And so I think the fact that he gets to do this job is such a gift that I don't ever want to take that aspect for granted that he has this amazing job that he's good at and he's so compelling to watch on stage. And so I think that's a big part of it is just the gift of that opportunity and get me getting to see him do it. And then him being gone so much early on, it was hard. It was really hard. And I, I certainly didn't know how to appreciate it when the you know Keaton was born and then he left 10 days later. <laughs> I was terrified. I was also 20 I just turned 24. And oh so yeah. But I certainly I realized that at some point, maybe late, that I had to do what I wanted to do as well. And I don't know I it's the only experience I've had. So I I was so young too when we got together. I was 23 and so I don't really know how to compare it to another marriage and certainly people who have a more normal schedule still both partners can can take their own life in their own hands and do what they want to do and be grateful for the work that they do but I don't know the dynamic of how that works <laughs> this is all I've done that's exactly it this is working and it feels good and I you know I get butterflies every time I think about him coming back home or first day and I walk through the door and but I don't, yeah, I don't know what it would be like. Because then you see couples who are together every day and they're like, wear matching clothes. And, <laughs> you know, every Tuesday they make bagels together. And yeah. that feels good too. Yeah. 
I know that my energy, though, is a little bit frantic mm-hmm. and a little bit, um, I don't know, like a little, uh, not, not manic, but restless? you know, it's restless. Mine too. I get restless. If Claudio doesn't love being on the road, he's getting better the older that he gets. I think he's finding consistency in, in that touring that he doesn't necessarily have at home. Same with Adam. It, yeah, it's like he used to fight it. And even, I mean, now a little bit. But then he's out and he recognizes, oh, I kind of like this. I think it's just Same. habitual. Um, Same with Adam. Yeah. You know, I think he would probably be okay to be home all the time. For me, it's been really beneficial because he doesn't love to travel on his own. So if we weren't forced to travel, we would be like locked in. Same. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's it makes it really easy to be like, okay, I'm I'm getting what I need, which is like being able to go places and see things and, and have new experiences because that really feeds me creatively too. And you can just keep doing what you're doing and you don't really have to change your life that dramatically, you know? hundred percent relate to this. Yeah. And Adam loves to perform and he's really good in front of a crowd, but he does not love the travel aspect. Same as Claudio, but I do. And there was another question we almost, you know, that was on the list and that we can get to another week, but I'll just touch on it because it's still relevant to what you're saying. Cause someone was saying, how do you find stability in this lifestyle? And I do not want that. That is not my vibe. (laughs) It's not my energy. It is not what I want. And that's probably part of the reason why we get along so well and why maybe that we wanted to do this podcast and love this life in a way that maybe is, I don't know. I don't know. I can't say it's unique or not. I don't know how everyone um, is existing in this space, but I think that we love the fact that we get to go and travel. It's part of the life because the stability for me is the hardest part, stability of anything. (laughs) We've interviewed a lot of people who it kind of goes both ways. There are people like us who are super into the idea of being out. And mm-hmm. um, and then you see the other side of it where it's like, I don't really want to go out. And so that's a whole different set of issues because now you don't really get to see each other as much when they are traveling. Yeah. And so, you know, you may understand each other a little bit more, but it definitely it creates more of a gap. If we weren't doing this, I think I'd be taking a lot of vacations with Atlas places and giving him the option um, but it might be similar where it'd be like, you know, you can stay home and write and do whatever you want and we'll see you when we get back. And then we would still have this moment of, kind oh, of separation. Yeah. Same. Where I don't know how people do well <laughs> in sameness. I, and I, I get that there are so many people that need that consistency. Yeah. Um, actually I hesitated to have a child for many years because of this, yeah. because I thought, well, I can't get my own shit together in terms of a routine. I hate routine. And the second I have it, I start to rebel against it. (laughs) 100%. I'm struggling right now with Adam gone because he is exciting. He's my, you know, my partner and my friend. And so having him home is actually uh, fun. You know, it's fun. (laughs) And it brings some dynamic to my life. But so he's gone. And it's just this routine that I really struggle with. Yeah. It's those moments where you, you're like, I need to do something that feels dramatic. And <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want to I don't want to compare it to this because it's a completely different thing and nobody's considering driving off of a bridge. But when you're driving like, you know, it, you're driving like through something that's like monotonous or, or through a desert or whatever and you think, oh, "God, I could just like what if happened if the wheel just turned?" and something whatever. Like you could envision these wild scenarios of doing something completely different than what you're doing right then. I I think with what brings the positive is the idea that 
there's always places to go, that there's something coming up. Um, I need to have something coming up, especially to maintain this stability is to have something to look forward to. And I'm going to, you know, I'm going on a trip in a few weeks and there's a trip, the big trips in December. And so that helps me. Yeah. Yeah. I also love the idea that when they're home, they're really home. And for the most part, that's usually yes. what our cycles look like. I'm not sure about, you know, about yours. or And, and it varies band to band because some have other jobs or are taking other tours or mm-hmm. have multiple bands they're, they're out with. But for us, when he's home, we're home. We'll go see a movie at 10 in the morning. Uh, you know, it's like that period when you first start dating and you just can't get enough of each other and you're doing yeah. like you're on the phone oh. all day and you're in those moments. I think this lifestyle opens that up a little bit more where you can act like you're 20 for a week in the daytime when your kids are at school because you put in the time. Like we did the work. I love that. We don't do that. <laughs> How to do that. I know. Well, when we travel alone, when I go with him to a show or on a weekend, we have so much fun. That's really like our, because that's what I love to be doing. Like when we went to New York and saw y'all, it was such like a, a weekend that can sustain us <laughs> for a long time yeah. and going to Vegas, you know, going to Vegas and going to New York again and going and visiting him. So much fun with or without the kids, but without the kids is definitely just about us. When he's home, we both work nine to five. So it's, it's still yeah. kind of the grind. Not that we're getting, I don't know what we're doing. We're just doing stuff. <laughs> just the expectation. It is harder when you're home because you can't separate from the house and all the shit that has to happen and get cleaned up and done. Um, ah, yes. Yeah. That part of it is not great. And and it goes back to being, you know, outsourcing as much as you can. I Did I tell you that I hired uh, mm-hmm. a cleaner? Yeah. Once every two weeks. Oh, good for you. Oh, yeah. wow. Good. Yeah. I, you know, because I, I, I actually love cleaning. My mom has a cleaning company and mm-hmm. I worked for her like all through college. And so oh, I'm also yeah. a little bit like specific about it. <laughs> but I I want to take more of the anger yeah. out of my day. Yeah. And I'm, you know, it's my, it's on me for not like accepting help. I'm talking about on this podcast all the time of, you know, you should get help, find help anywhere you can. And I don't have built in support necessarily here in terms mm-hmm. of family or people really close. So fortunately, I can pay for it. And that's what I'm going to do. So, yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, we're still doing most of it, but, you know, just mm-hmm. the deep stuff that really becomes like an irritation. So, yeah, so I'm trying to free up more of that space to, like, just enjoy each other and enjoy life again. Yes. We've been in a season of weirdness and adjusting to normalcy again. Mm-hmm. And I think as we build back our lives, what does that look like? Consciously creating your life, you know, and doing the things that you need to do to, yeah, to be happy, to not feel like a victim, which, you know, we've talked about sometimes. Because you start to realize, you know, you're on the same team. Yeah. Yeah. The hard thing sometimes to remember is that we chose this life together. We built this life Mm -hmm. together. And every step of the way, we've been a team. And so when you find yourself kind of turning on your partner because you're feeling like you're not, you know, you don't have Mm -hmm. enough support. Okay. Well, let's figure out how to make that work and sometimes it's outsourcing and letting go and uh i i was talking to my mom on the drive here because she came in yesterday just about how many years it took for me to not be just always the happy person that always goes along with what everybody wants to do yeah okay all right well it's okay (laughs) you know it's fine of course i don't care you know and i am that person yeah but I left zero space to be the person that was like, but I don't like that. Yeah. Or I'd rather not, or I'm not having a good day, you know? And yeah. so I feel like very empowered these last few years to kind of just start 
here's the cherry list of my life and these are the things that are working and these are the things that are not and move some things over to the done list so that I can work and and create and be a good family member and and be the happy person who is having their boundaries respected and having their needs met and yeah yeah because when I'm not when I don't get to be who I naturally am which is an optimist and a happy person and like a really like cool I'll go with the flow it's because I feel like I'm being pushed into a corner on all these other things so and then I'm mad that I don't get to be myself and I'm like I feel like I'm being this like crotchety pissed off person it's not me it feels weird being in that space so yeah I feel really like I feel very empowered as Claude goes to Europe I've got everything covered on this end don't want to speak too soon because I'm still here but I feel like I'm geared up so hopefully I love how we took this question about positivity and then we were like you know what actually (laughs) we got it we got to come full circle that's the truth it is the truth we will I think another positive about this lifestyle is obviously watching them play. Yeah. Very yeah. sexy. <laughs> I love going to – yeah, I love it. Oh I God. love what, I love watching yeah. him do what he does. I love getting to travel with them. So the time apart, besides just re- remembering that you're – what you're grateful for and what you love about them and why it's so fun to have them in your life, it's mostly just getting to actually go. And be with him <laughs> while he's playing. And there's so many amazing experiences that are opened up because of what they do. You know, all the places that like you're Like the to Grammy see. party you're going to. Tonight we're going, well, they're playing the Grammy Museum. That's awesome. Yeah, like a six-song acoustic set and a Q&A. So that's cool. Or, you know, going to places where they roll out the red carpet and they take you on private tours. We got to go to uh, Turtle Bay and Redding and hold beavers and you know, foxes. And it was just like, wow, this is so cool. People love music. People feel moved by music. And um, and I feel the same way. Like, I love being around musicians. I love being around creative people. The whole thing is so much fun. Anytime we go out, I'm really grateful. And I'm grateful to Claudio. Grateful that I get to be with him and cuddle up in the bunk and feel 17 or 18 or it's not 17 um you know but feel like a kid and <laughs> not 17 <laughs> you know we have this hashtag our transient life that's just that's what i want that's who i am and yeah. um as a writer i think it's just such a weird quirky i love the weirdness yeah it relate 100%. I totally agree. I think that's the best. <laughs> not I don't know that like the extended time apart is my favorite. It's not. But getting to go one time I got to go by myself to Birmingham. It's only like a 5-hour drive from Charlotte. Adam's asleep in the hotel room, right? So I get my I already knew he would be, so I get my key. I go into the room. I get to cuddle next to him. He's just fast asleep, you know. I woke up super early to get there to see him. And so we just lay in this hotel. It's like, oh, yeah, Hilton Holiday Inn in Birmingham on the outside of town. <laughs> you know, and that's the life. And that's fun. I love that. I've never been to Birmingham. I got to see it. I would do that. That's what I want. That's all I want to do. It's glorious. It really does keep the downtimes up a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I would be interested in people telling me how they make normal relationships work come on to our instagram please and tell us we should like because i feel like that would be so much more challenging for me it's written in the stars as we say as they say because some people really want that that's what they want that stability that come home have dinner together 
wake up together, go to work, you know, and I, I'm not um, disparaging that. It's just so it to me is terrifying. Yeah. Even that idea of like having dinner today, I don't know, like <laughs> sitting down as a family and doing dinner. If we're going to spend time together, I would rather be spending time doing something or making something. 100%. Like, you know, like doing art. We'll sit down and write together or we'll sit down and read or we'll do, you know, work on music together. But like the things that I want to do with somebody are not like watch me eat and we'll talk between bites or yeah. like, that's not important to me. No, I agree. I Yeah, when I think about my kids in separate rooms watching TV or right sitting at the table and having to, you know, whatever, at a certain time and doing a certain thing. I have pan- that's what brings me panic attack is everyone separate doing the suburban life watching TV in their big TVs in their rooms like that's my nightmare and so I but I feel like I'm <clears throat> that's what I'm afraid of happening in our mm-hmm. lives and so I think that the instability and the the coming and going and the changes in scheduling is what keeps me grounded um that fear of normal of the typical is I remember being from the time I was like little people just being like, Oh, like you're weird. And I was like, yeah, yeah I know. You know? <laughs> um, and I guess for people who don't, who don't really know me, I don't look like the kind of person that would generally be weird, but I really am. And I've always felt that way and not in like a defining characteristic. Right. Like I'm yeah. so unique. Yeah. I'm so special, <laughs> but more as just like, I don't really think that I want the same things as most people and knowing that about myself. But I, uh, now that I'm older, I, I fear that too. I fear the normalcy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think like, you know, when you really embrace that sort of off-center lifestyle or that identity, it's hard when you find yourself in a moment where you feel like, oh, like I'm doing exactly what I didn't want to do. Monday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel very weird still. And not in a defining characteristic because I don't think that people would be like, oh, she's weird. Well, maybe some people. But <laughs> but I often feel like an outsider watching things happen, even with other band wives, even with um, other parents, for sure. Um, probably the only time I don't feel that way is with my siblings. And but I think it's good. I think it's it's um, probably relatable I believe deep down we all feel that sense of isolation or that we're not sure we belong somewhere, not even like insecurity or, or anything like that, just uh, yeah. a feeling of of watching and being like, oh, I can't be normal. I can't pretend that I know how to act in this situation. It feels novel. <laughs> so, nope. All right. Well, I don't know what questions we answered. I mean, at this point, if you guys are coming here expecting us to really answer a question (laughs) or stay on on task, you're in the wrong place. (laughs) I think that we covered a lot of information. And I'm wondering if it's relevant to others' marriages. I know a lot of other people travel for work, flight attendants, Mm -hmm. and um, salespeople. I know a lot of jobs, obviously. (laughs) Listen, if just like vacuum door to door salesmen <laughs> definitely are traveling a lot. I think the Mormon people who come to your door are traveling. There's a lot of jobs where you travel. 
this could also be relevant for anything because we live in a world where you don't necessarily have to go to a nine to five every day. So maybe people are thinking about, you know, my husband or my wife wants to, my partner wants to go on a month long Mm -hmm. sabbatical Mm -hmm. alone for mental health reasons, whatever. And you're offended and you're upset and you're wondering how that's going to affect your life or, you know, someone's got to go down and take care of an aging parent, whatever it is. I mean, there are these, these you know, different family structures and there's different work structures. So the idea of being separated from your partner is becoming more and more common in a lot of ways. And like anything, I think you can shift the narrative and make it a positive. Yeah. You can find the the beauty in those things and make them work to your advantage. Yeah. And just like you said, shift the narrative, it is the reality of our life. There's no other way that I know of unless you can travel full time with your partner to be a band wife or a band spouse, there's separation. And so when you tell yourself, this is the reality, what kind of life do I want to shape around it? Then you have to really take control and consciously create, you know, and it can't all be negative. There has to be positives or it's going to be a real drag. Absolutely. I know we, we, uh, we vent a lot, but I think we're both really grateful. You've had, you've lived this other life Mm -hmm. and, not being forced into something that's not fitting for you all of these years it's a it's a luxury yeah you know for both of us yeah and I think the venting is in part solidarity and in part because if it is people came and listened to the show and we were like wow I get to fly to Vegas and wear this badass outfit and watch all these bands play and Chandra's going to a Grammy party and then people would be like this is not fun I don't this yeah. is not what I yeah, can't you know sucks. Yeah. <laughs> good for you and but the truth is it's not all those things there's it's about it's a balance like so many of the band wives come here saying it's it's good and bad it's normal and mundane it's amazing and fun it's mm-hmm. just and a lot of people have said it's more normal than you could imagine but then there are these magic moments and we're always looking for those magic moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a good reflection. What do you love about your life? What's working? What's bumming you out? What, is, what needs to change? I feel like everyone yep. can take that lesson to heart. 